The Pinball Network is online. Launching. Just another pinball podcast. Hello, this is Joel Engelberth with Just Another Pinball Podcast, episode 24. 24, um, can't believe we're already there. Um, and yeah, we I've got another awesome guest tonight. Um, it's somebody that I've met roughly a year ago and uh, slowly built a friendship, you know, online. And he's been incredibly supportive of me and my endeavors. And I'm excited to finally have a chance to, to get him on the podcast. Um, this is my good friend. You should know. Uh, don't panic flip, Mr. George Fisher. Hi, Joel. How you doing? I'm doing great. Um, George, feel free to fill, if anybody's listening that doesn't know you, um, it's Don't Panic Flip on Twitch, um, Facebook, all that good stuff. But if you want to go ahead and give a brief, I don't know, introduction of, of yourself and your pinball hobby, go for yeah. it. Can do. So uh, it was roughly about four years ago now. Uh, my, uh, my ex uh, asked for a pinball machine and I couldn't stand pinball. I uh, hated it <laughs> growing up. Um, but at the same time, I had just gotten a multi-cade and I was really happy with it, was killing it on Joust. And, uh, and I said, you know what, if this is what you want, we'll, we'll fight, figure something out. We'll, we'll make it happen. So I started doing some online research, found that uh, Ghostbusters had just been released, which was obviously a, a license that we were both really excited about. And, uh, and I went to a, a local uh, pinball uh, location called Pinball Jones. And stepped inside, saw the game. Uh, I called ahead just to make sure they had it, that it was functional. And uh, I sat down and, you know, put in two quarters and immediately drained a lot. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, this is going to be the biggest waste of how much money is it again? Oh, my God. The pro is so expensive. Do you go pro premium or LE? Why would anyone ever go LE? That's just disgusting. And uh, and there was a guy next to me who said, uh, it's like, you obviously haven't played a lot of pinball. I'm like, you are <laughs> right. And, uh, and he's like, well, let me, let me show you a couple things that just get you maybe a little bit more into the sport. And he had me, he pulled me on a medieval madness and walked me through things like, this is called trapping up. There's modes in this game. You can get to a multi-ball. And it blew my mind that with two flipper buttons, all of the things this guy was able to do, like post-transfer. Yes. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, and from that moment, I was hooked. Uh, my, my, my ex was so, so on pinball from that point forward, we bought a, uh, a Ghostbusters premium. I, I don't know why that <laughs> seemed completely <laughs> unjustified, but yeah. we went and did that. And, uh, and it, it all went downhill from there. I, um, saw straight down the middle stream on YouTube once, and there was people like texting in on YouTube and, and he was, and, and it was Zach and he was live streaming guardians of the galaxy. Oh, and wow. I'm like, this looks amazing. He's at his house late at night. Doesn't have to worry about like talking with people physically. He's just ta- he's he's by himself. And I'm I'm an introvert. I don't I don't do well <laughs> with uh, with other people physically. And uh, and I'm like, this is amazing. He's at home as kids and wife could be asleep right now. And it just I'm like this is great. Except I'm not really good at doing two things at once. So I spent about <laughs> three months. Uh, I got, I bought the equipment needed to kind of get streaming. Uh, I spent about three months just recording locally and trying to talk through what I was doing before I finally went live to Twitch. <laughs> and, uh, and that first stream was May 10th, 2018. So we're coming up on three years and wow. it's all been downhill since then. Yeah. Or uphill depending on, well, downhill, <laughs> downhill's the positive, right? Yeah. 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 There you go. So I think it's hilarious that your that your ex wife actually instigated 
pinball because I think I would assume the majority of the ha hobby is constantly trying to convince their spouse that it's cool and it went the other way. So that's awesome uh, that that's how you got in and, and props to whoever that guy was. I mean, do you, do you know him still? Have you seen him since that day? Oh, absolutely. In fact, uh, I ended up joining a league and I didn't know anybody at Pinball Jones and, uh, and he was there uh, along with his dad uh, and his sister. And they're like, they, they, they were in a, a three person team. They were just playing together and there was groups of four and, uh, and I didn't know anybody. And I'm once again, very awkward physically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just like, George, come on over here. Uh, just imagine saying George and come over here with a thick German accent. Oh, wow. and, uh, and, uh, and they, 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 they hung with me for the entire season of the, the first league I ever joined. And, I did all the leagues after that, uh, and and they walked me through how to play the different games. They they walked me through like you, you need to nudge, yeah, uh, in order to save the ball. I'm like, what is this thing you mean nudging? And they're like, it's an art. You'll figure it out eventually. So they they walked me through everything for about ten weeks. It was it was wonderful. That's incredible. Yeah. That guy's name was uh, Levi, uh, and uh, and yeah, still hang out with Levi all the time. That's incredible. That that's super almost encouraging. I mean, I know when when COVID kind of opens up a little bit and we can get back into into playing in public, it's almost that it amazes me as as good of a player as you are now and as good of a streamer as you are now, like the fact that one guy, that one guy's interaction with you really sparked it all. And I think that that's really neat, the importance of that um kind of stuff. It it was just that it was just that one time that one thing that one person I've never met before, who's like, let me help you. And, mm -hmm. and what's crazy is, is that is so, such a perfect representation of the pinball community as a whole. And I, I assume it's like that everywhere. Maybe it's just Colorado, but at what I've learned streaming and, and meeting, even meeting people that I've streamed with, or I've just met online is that the pinball community is is the best community I've I've ever been introduced to, yeah. and it's where it started. It, it continues like it. You can say what you want to. I feel like about people on Pinside and some of the yeah. arguing that happens there. But if that's the worst the pinball hobby has to offer, it's still Amazing. several levels above every other hobby I've ever been introduced to. Yeah, a thousand percent. And uh, I just I am totally with you. I mean, my journey was similar, but it wasn't until I joined. It's Hacks, Hoosiers Arcade Coin Collect Coin Op Collector Society. It was wow. a group, yeah, uh, here in uh, Indiana, and found that Facebook. No, I was invited because I bought a game off somebody, and they invited me. And once you get in with a group, uh, you realize everybody, whether it's arcades or pinball, I mean, there's just so much passion here, and people just want to to share it and share their games and share their experience and help each other out and. Um, it's unbelievable. It's, it's such an amazing group to be a part of. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Well, that's a great, that's a great, um, intro really. Um, I, I know we could dive into streaming and, and, and the reality is you, you've got some great tutorials out there. You and Manu from, uh, MPT3K have done some amazing tutorials on different streaming technologies. You also have an amazing discord, that was super helpful to me when I started and is still helpful to the pinball community with streaming. I know, I mean, you're, you are clearly sharing your knowledge and your experience with others. And uh, yeah, I, I can't speak for everybody, but I know personally you've, you know, thank you for, for doing that and being available that way. 
it's just a part of the community, man. It's 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 more of that like uh, the the more pinball out there, and and the the better it's streamed, and the more everyone pushes everyone else to to continue uh, upping the the quality levels, and and just the better it is for for everyone. The more popular the hobby becomes, especially right now during COVID, when we when pinball has peaked in the weirdest possible way. Yeah. It's uh, it, it's only helping things, I think. Yeah, and I. I think I've shared this story before, but when I first started streaming, it was a similar thing. Hey, it's COVID. We're locked in. And I bought a few webcams and I, yeah, it's the first time you go live on Twitch, you quickly realize how in the world do you do this? How in the world do you play this game and look at chat and try to like, it's so much multitasking, but so I much. loved it. I loved it. And I, I don't know exactly the timeline. I'd have to look it up, but um, I know my initial setup was not that great. I remember <laughs> it, you, you had the basketball game. Uh, yeah. NBA fast break. Yeah. Yes. Fast break. It was did not, a great job. Well, I appreciate that. Cause that's what, I don't know how, cause when I was invited on the TPN, my setup was not good. Like it was not, I had good graphics, but like my camera quality, audio, everything was garbage. And um, somehow you look through that. And I, and what, what was a huge step in the right direction was actually, I knew here I am trying to convince my wife that it's okay that I'm streaming and I don't want to spend too much money doing it. But I knew getting a new camera, getting a new Playfield camera was a big step, but it was money that I didn't have in my pinball hobby. Like I have, I have a self-contained ecosystem, my pinball funds <laughs> and uh, of buying and selling games. And I was tapped out already buying the other stuff. And um, you of all people, you, I'd reached out to you and I was talking to you about cameras and you asked, you said, how soon do you think you could get a camera? And I was like, I don't know. It'll be a few months. And you're like, what's your address? I'll send you my spare. And that, I don't think you realize like how much <laughs> that meant to me because it enabled me to dive deeper in. And uh, it made a huge difference. It made a, it made a huge difference in, in, the, in the quality of my stream. And um, yeah, I just, that was a huge, I remember talking to my parents later and I was like, this guy just sent me a camera. Like, like I've, I've talked to him a few times online and he just sent me a camera. Like, um, so you're yeah. obviously into the <laughs> hobby and, and the, the big difference is, uh, is, is knowing how to engage the audience. And, and you can tell that pretty quick, even if the quality isn't there, it seemed like you were into the hobby. And the only thing holding you back at that point was trying to get 60 frames per second on the play field. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was awesome. And then since then I ended up, uh, I mean, you've upgraded your equipment like eight times since then. And I ended up <laughs> buying that camera. Um, but it was, I don't know. I think that's, I think it's a perfect example. And I, and I know as supportive as you were to me, I, I try to do the same to any other streamers, whether it's, you know, try to help them with graphics or layout or whatnot. So, uh, we, we could talk about streaming for the next hour, but I know we don't need to, but I just, I, I do think it is cool. That's an awesome intro story. That's an awesome way you got into pinball and just anybody listening, you know, the only way this hobby is going to grow is if we continue to share this passion with other people and, uh, yeah, just keep doing it. <laughs> That's the, the, the passion and, and also the things you, you learn are, are huge, right? Like, uh, um, I remember the day that dead flip upgraded his camera and, uh, and, and introduced the concept of, of like bokeh. I think that was the first time I had ever seen that, which is that, uh, yeah. Um, not feel the focus, uh, depth of field, depth of field. Yeah. Right. Creating that blurry background. And, and that was it, man. I'm like, Oh my God, I want that. Not only do I want that, but I want to learn more about cameras enough to the point where I can maybe even take pictures. Who knows yeah. uh, that, that look that, that gorgeous. So 
so sharing sharing that knowledge you know what what is it that creates that effect and and uh, and how to do colors and different ways to engage people through technology or software or different camera positions. I mean, RV Flip, you mentioned them earlier, mm-hmm. literally changed the landscape of several big streamers with their uh, almost like belly camera. Yeah, the belly cam. Play it field is angle. so great. Yeah. I absolutely love it. it. What's crazy is I want the top down view, but my eyes keep going to the belly cam. Yeah. <laughs> like as I'm watching their stream, I'm like, wow, the belly cam is so engaging. I think you miss out on some of the happenings of the game because you really do see it at such a low level, but it's gorgeous. It is yeah. so wonderful. Yeah, it's amazing. Every every stream slightly different, and it's amazing even just seeing where people put the focus in. And I think there are some streams where I realize I'm watching the actual streamer more than I think I'm watching him play the game. Mm-hmm. And then other people, it's like you're watching very technical skills or you're watching their flippers. It's like, how in the world do they do what they do? You know, and uh, I don't know. But pinball streaming is amazing. Anybody listening to this that's not watching twitch do yourself a favor <laughs> and uh even even the vods the videos on demand afterwards you know there's some amazing people out there and it's a lot of fun and and the more that you watch you know I, you know i i feel like i recognize the majority of people that hop in my chat and hop in your chat and it's just a fun community of, oh, huge uh, awesome yeah. fun community yeah well one of the main reasons i want to talk to you is because last week i had on tom and tom's an amazing guy and tom has an amazing collection and I really enjoyed talking about his collection and it's a large collection. But one thing is, you know, anything that he owns, he has the space for it, but he, he likes the game. That's why he still owns it. Well, you, what I've learned and I've, I've experienced this, you know, getting to know you over the last year, you go through games, you, you buy a game, you play the heck out of it. And then you, it doesn't seem like you have much reservation with, with moving it on and, and, and selling it and buying a new one. And um, I know personally, I've, I've been incredibly fortunate working with Zach at Flipping Out Pinball. He's because he's rather local to me. He's actually let me borrow a few games. And it's amazing how much fun that is owning a game for a few months and enjoying it. And, and you quickly know after a short period of time, you know, maybe a month, whether or not this game clicks with you or it doesn't. And it's fine. I, I think that's it's, it's totally different having a game in your house than on location. Yep. And so. I asked you to send me a list and I think I'm seeing like 34 games on this list. So in three years, three years, 34 games, 34 games. And at least two of those years, I had all the games in the basement, which was 16 steps that I've counted many times (laughs) with a hand truck, a 180 degree turn. (laughs) And, uh, and if you guys have seen Ty, uh, Paul or Nick, AKA the, the pinsomniac on Mm -hmm. any of my streams, they have helped me move many pinball machines. Yeah. And I am jealous of those three guys. I am jealous that you have those three guys local because they all look to be awesome and and to be a blast. So that's awesome. Yeah. So I think it would be cool to essentially let's work our way through this list. Cause I know a lot of listeners, I've had people ask me, you know, what's your opinion of this versus this? And, and the reality is at the end of the day, every game is very, it's, you know, a game I may love may be different than a game that you love and that's totally fine. But I think, I think it would be fun to like, let's go through this list and explain, you know, what is it, you know, maybe how long was it in your collection or, you know, what is it that you loved about the game? And then what was it about the game that I'm essentially, allowed you to move on from it because you do have a few i'm only seeing one keeper right now in your collection and we'll get back to it because i agree with you on that one but um so 
very beginning, you had a Ghostbusters Premium. Yes. Yeah. Tell me about Ghostbusters Premium. So that was the first machine. And remember, no one ever buys one pinball machine. It's the first <laughs> pinball machine. Yeah. Uh, and and that was fun. It was the premium, so it had the magnets. And I remember playing it uh, at Game Exchange in Colorado and thinking that the magnets on the slings, as opposed to standard slings, were very thematically appropriate, yeah. especially when the ghosts giggled. Uh, but <laughs> after six months of probably putting about 10 games a day on it, uh, I found it mildly frustrating yeah, <laughs> and was ready to, to, to move on. So, uh, saved up and, uh, and then bought the next game, which was uh, star Wars premium. So you bought, so you ended up, I think, I think any collection that goes from a one game collection to a two game, like there is a sweet spot in my opinion with the number of games you can collect or have, because the reality is it doesn't matter what game you get. If you only own one game, and I'm not trying to downplay anybody that only can afford one game because one game is better than no games. But if you only mm -hmm. have one game, you will play it to death. Like, I mean, that's just how it how it works. So the moment you introduce a second game, especially if that game is different, like a different designer or a different type of game, it immediately makes the first game more enjoyable because you can, you can compare. So you went from Ghostbusters, a lot of toys, Huge gap between the flippers, huge to yeah. Star Wars, super fast, not really any toys, but a great theme. I mean, those are two great themes, actually, Ghostbusters and Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. Ghostbusters designed by he who shall not be named, yeah. Star Wars by Steve Ritchie. Uh, yeah. Fast, very fast layout. You've got that, the, the target bank, and it was the premium. Uh, and I had some issues. Uh, the, Ghostbusters was was fine. I think there was one issue. I don't remember what it was, but uh, Game Exchange helped me through it remotely. Um, and then Star Wars, the uh, the ramp that leads up to the Death Star, yeah, uh, was actually misaligned with the playfield. Oh, okay. It was, and it was drilled into the playfield, misaligned, so it kept rubbing along the edge of the playfield and would occasionally get stuck. So I had to get in there with sandpaper and sand down the inside edge of the of the playfield to give it the clearance it needed to get up and down easily. And wow. then Star Wars in general, the the premium, just you get a ton of rejects off that ramp that you never get off the pro. Yeah. So uh, oh, and the third issue was um, the uh, the the wraparound yeah the hyperloop yeah. was literally kicking it was sending the ball into the glass huh. like and maybe 50 percent of the time because they didn't have the timing down on the gate that would open that dropped it into the bottom it basically into your right outlane safely the timing was off on it and uh and it would send it up into the glass and it started scratching the glass i actually have a really fun clip where i was playing with the glass off and it happened and the ball almost hit me as oh, wow. it shot out of the play field so this is, you were already streaming at this point. You were streaming these games. I had just, so uh, I was practicing on Ghostbusters and I got Star Wars. And I uh, I think that's when, I wasn't live streaming initially with Star Wars. That was when I did the three months of local recordings. And I was just got trying it. to work on being able to talk and play at the same time or stop frequently and talk mm -hmm. about what I was going to do. And I was practicing a lot. But yes, I, I, eventually I did do an actual live stream, which is uh, which is the one that I pulled off of Twitch. Nice. Nice. So, okay. So Star Wars. Um, I know like Zach and Greg straight down the middle, they love Star Wars and Zach swears that you have to have the premium. If you have Star Wars, you have to have the premium. I'm just, I'm guessing here, but I don't know if you agree, if you agree with that. 
Uh, the Pro, in my opinion, is a much better game. It is easier to score bigger points. It's more consistent. I get that the Hyperloop is fun. Yeah. Um, but the I, I have enjoyed playing the Pro much more than I enjoyed playing the Premium because just just for the uh the death star ramp rejects are yeah, gone the you just don't have that yeah so consistent yeah i know uh we had one we had a premium at a local bar and i know why well, i had taken my brother-in-law there and we went to play it and as soon as we saw i was like that's a ramp and that's gonna go up into the death star we're like we gotta make that happen and i swear we played that game for like 20 minutes to try to finally what well, first we had to figure out how do you how do you get the ramp to come up and then once we realized that it's a tight shot and on top of that, you have to hit it clean to get it all the way up. So well, and and so many times you hit it clean, it goes into the Death Star, and then it falls back out. And ninety yeah. percent of the time, when it falls back out, it drains down the middle. Sure. Okay. So that's Star Wars. So yep. Star Wars. It sounds like yeah, you start to have some mechanical issues with it, but um, you still owned it. So this is surprising to me, though. Third game, you went dialed in. That was really surprising to me. I actually hated Dialed In on location <laughs> the first few times I played it. And then I played it in a tournament and I had a really good game, enough to the point where I went online and, and maybe tried to spend a little bit of time figuring out how to play the game as opposed to just playing it. I, I wasn't really big into competitive pinball at this point. I maybe was into pinball for about five or six months from never having played pinball short of just like if I wanted to waste 50 cents at an arcade yeah, for six yeah. seconds of playtime. Yep. Um, so I, I had figured out dialed in because people who were good at pinball kept telling me that dialed in was great. And, and then suddenly every time I went to pinball Jones, I was always on dialed in. Huh. I, I, I liked certain shots. I liked the layout. I hated the theme, yeah. but I was really enjoying the simplicity of the rule set, I, I knew what to do and what to go for. And I could make progress over time as I got better and better at the game. And I was really, really liking those, all those, those features. And uh, I ended up talking to uh, one of the people that supplies pinball machines for one up in Denver. And he said that he would do a straight up trade for my Ghostbusters premium for a dialed in. Nice. That's uh that's a pretty good trade. I was because that I'm assuming at that time they were still new. I mean, was it new or was it used dialed in? You got used it. Uh, so dialed in did uh, did not do well on location. In fact, I think universally dialed ins do not do well on location because huh. the theme is yeah. unattractive and yeah, the Jersey jeans. Jack games have some issues. <laughs> sure. And so, what was your over once you got dialed in at home? What was your experience there? Dialed in was a lot of fun. Uh, dialed in also is the, the first game I realized that I, I, I had some real issues, uh, with lighting that, uh, that forced me to figure out how things like exposure and cameras while streaming worked. Mm -hmm. Um, th uh, there's a lot of white lights, uh, all the time turned on in that play field and, uh, and trying to balance that. I was really struggling to, uh, to get the camera at such an angle where I wasn't flooding my, my C920 with so much white that you couldn't see certain, certain parts of the play field. And this is before I had figured out that you needed to, to light the play field, yeah. or that there was settings in the camera that allow you to play with gain and exposure and things like that. I was just trying to make things work. You're just going time. for it. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. So dialed in is definitely, I mean, that is one I'm with you. It's, it's hard to justify it. I've mentioned it before. If they ever, if Jersey deck ever decided to retheme dialed in somehow, mm -hmm. I think it would sell really, really well. I don't think it'll ever happen. But um, 
it's a game I would like, that's a game that I would love if I, if, if there was somebody that would rent it, if I could rent it for whatever, a few hundred bucks a month, I would love to do that. It's not a game I want to buy, but I, I, there's a lot of love for that. And I know like Raymond Davidson, he says that's his favorite Jersey or JJP game period. That is, yeah, that's my favorite JJP game. I think that's a, that's an easy designation for me right now, but I haven't spent enough time on Willy Wonka yet. Sure. Okay. So at this point, you only own Star Wars Premium and Dialed In. So Correct. next game is uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, I actually bought Guardians of the Galaxy and Iron Maiden at the same time. Okay. All right. So I went from two to four games. Yeah. This is where, uh, this is, can, can I swear on this stream? Sure. You do you. Okay. This is, yeah. <laughs> this is where shit got serious. Okay. Um, and uh, so I bought Guardians of the Galaxy and Iron Maiden uh, and... Uh, and yeah, that was that that was a lot, but I was starting to really enjoy streaming, uh, mm-hmm. and I was really enjoying talking with people, and I wanted more games to play with. So I had Star Wars Premium dialed in, Guardians, and Iron Maiden. Yeah, and I think that's something that people, by all means, if you have any interest in streaming, go for it, even if you only own one game. But when you stream, you want to have a game that you want to play for like an hour, two hours. You know, you want something that can keep your attention. Uh, you don't have to have the ga- a game like that, but it, it, it makes it more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, once you really get the bug of streaming, all of a sudden you're like, I want to do this more and I want to be able to do more games. And so I don't blame you at all for really diving in the way you did. So you're at four games. Yep. I, I do see, I mean, you went premium, premium, dialed in. I mean, Jersey Jack is already like it's a premium. premium. Yeah. yeah. But you went Guardians of the Galaxy Pro and Iron Maiden Pro. What was the decision there? Um, the company that I had worked with gave me a discount to buy two at the same time, and they were the pros. Uh, additionally, there's there's no real reason to buy a Guardians of the Galaxy Premium or LE unless yeah. you are an LE. I, I could totally understand if you're a super fan of the film or the comic book series. And gold armor, yeah. And gold armor, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it's gorgeous. I'll give you that. But yeah. the arms are distracting. They yeah. they they block shots and the kickback on Rocket Raccoon isn't isn't necessary. I, I don't see there, there's nothing added to the gameplay of Guardians of the Galaxy. The light Premium show. Movie. I I like the light show is sure. uh, yeah the Guardians of the Galaxy Premium has all clear inserts so it's all yep. RGB lighting if you're if you I love lights but I can't justify it for the extra cost right right yeah, yeah an extra eighteen hundred dollars I think yep. at the time to yep. to go from the the pro to the premium and yeah I had that same decision Iron Maiden was the same way yep the 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 premium and LE play a lot harder I remember playing the pro and being like wait a second so in order to lock the the mummy lock i have to hit the left ramp mm-hmm. like maybe one of the harder shots as opposed to the inner loop which is really easy like why why would you do that yeah <laughs> so i ended up going pro on both of those awesome so that's that's quite a, if we look at that so star wars super fast not a ton of toys dialed in it's just nothing but toys like huge screen uh, somewhat stop and go guardians fan layout but yet I love Groot right up the middle. I think that's an awesome toy. Um, so much fun. And uh, it's good. I don't, I'm assuming you put like the Cle- Cleveland mod on it or whatever. Oh and, yeah. And change yeah. The, audio. I had the Cleveland mod. Great. And then Iron Maiden, that's another, I mean, that, were you aware when you bought Iron Maiden, were you in the hobby enough to like know who Keith Elwin is and like understand like, or no, like that didn't mean anything to you. So I didn't, I, I had heard of Keith Elwin. 
uh, at that point, I wasn't into it enough to, to, to understand, I guess, the significance of somebody who was supposedly a good player designing the game. But I did know that he had built an Archer layout. Yeah. And as a huge fan of Archer, that, that, I don't know that that really drove me any direction. And on top of that, I can't stand Iron Maiden. That is not <laughs> my style of music. Yeah. But I had gotten an opportunity to, to play the game. And, uh, and it was fun. I, I really, really liked the layout. I liked everything about it as long as I could turn off the music because it was, it's obnoxious. <laughs> um, I was fine with it. And uh, what's fun is one of the viewers on, the, on my stream actually hit me up and said, hey, I can just replace Iron Maiden with other music for you. And I'm nice. like, oh, really? And he goes, yeah, what do you want? And I'm like, cake. <laughs> yeah, just all my favorite cake songs. Can you, can you replace all of it with cake? And uh, surprisingly, it didn't really match the theme. Who knew? Yeah. Who yeah, would guess yeah. That? yeah. But it was fun nonetheless. Nice. Uh, and it's fun because the guy who bought Iron Maiden off me uh, just bought Jurassic Park from me. Nice. And uh, and when he came to pick up Jurassic Park, mentioned he still had the cake version, the cake <laughs> SD card, yeah. sitting in Iron Maiden. And he he didn't understand why I changed out the music. But That's incredible. I get it. No, I uh, it was... I have only played Iron Maiden on location, uh, and the shot layout is insane. I mean, it's so different than most other games. And yeah. and and then Jurassic Park is similar. We'll get to that. But Keith Elwin, like a Keith Elwin game truly is a unique experience, I think it's safe to say. Like the way he lays out a game, I personally and the way that the 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 code and the scoring of the code, I I don't just to me a Keith Elwin game, all three of those really do stand out. Um, and, in a, in a, I'm not saying in like a really, really good way, but they are definitely different than other designers out there for sure. Mm -hmm. All right. So and, go ahead. Well, I was going to say the, that guardians and iron maiden, when I got those two games, those were the, the first times I had realized what, that what I wanted on each game that I brought in house was to hit whatever the, the, the max achievement was. Okay. So I, I wasn't really enjoying going for high points on dialed in which is kind of why I, I got I got bored of it because I wasn't really trying to progress through the modes all that much. I was just trying to hit high scores. Yeah. And Star Wars, I just wanted to blow up the Death Star, yeah. even though that wasn't the the big one. I just like I just it was such an amazing moment where they they put the video in there. Ghostbusters, I didn't even know about wizard modes at that point. So I was just trying sure. to put up big scores and it was uh, before the, the the refactor on the on the software. Mm -hmm. But Guardians, I decided I'm like, you know what? I want to try and hit Immolation Initiative and see if I can do it. Sure. And uh, and I hit Immolation Initiative on stream, which was the first time I hit any kind of like a like a an actual wizard mode. It wasn't yeah. the ultimate, but it was the the sub one. And uh, I didn't make it to save Xandar, but I made it to to Immolation Initiative and uh, I had a guy hitting me up uh, asking if I wanted to get rid of Guardians of the Galaxy. And I have some issues with that game, with the the, the rule set on it. Okay. And I took him up on his offer. We ended up making uh, a trade for nice. uh, for something else. And so I got rid of Guardians of the Galaxy. Iron Maiden, I temp traded with uh, Colorado Pinball. Okay. Uh, and that game, I was trying so hard to battle the beast. And I kept I kept losing out just before the end. I'm like, you know what? What I need is a break. So I ended up getting Metallica from uh, Colorado Pinball. Nice. Uh, they had a Metallica Pro, and I kind of fell in love with Metallica Pro and had such a good time and uh, and ended up streaming that a ton. And with Nick and Ty, ended up getting to end of the line twice. Wow. <laughs> uh, on that before before we got rid of the game. And uh, and at that point, I was kind of done. Like it, 
it, it I, I understood yeah. why everybody kept mentioning that Metallica was like chopping wood. Yeah. It got, it got kind of repetitive and it's so weird because even years later, I still, every once in a while, kind of wish I had a Metallica. I, I had a, I wish I had a big enough collection, uh, for a collection to yeah. have a Metallica as like my eighth or ninth pin yeah. that I could roll back to every six months and kind of get my fix in on Metallica. I totally get you. So I, so I owned a Guardians at one point. I really enjoyed Guardians. Guardians was loved by my friends and family. I, I think it, it really is a good game. But my issues, the reason I ended up selling it was being that you can pick your mode. I found that I was always the picking the same modes. I was I was the exact same thing. Yeah, I was it became a the linear game. game. Exactly. I was playing the game in the same order every time. Yep. And that was what at the time I could only afford one game. So it's like I that's why I moved it on. So that's interesting. But did you own did you have Guardians and Metallica at the same time? Uh no, I don't think I did. Okay. Cause I know because some people the same compa- layout. Yeah. Come and I'm curious if you actually had them in the same like if you agree with that. But no, that's no. Yeah. I think I only had Guardians for three months. That was the quickest turnaround on a new inbox I think I've ever had. TMNT may actually beat that. I'd have yeah. to look it up. Okay. So Guardians. All right. So Iron Maiden, you had that. You traded it. You got a Metallica. And I'm with you. I totally agree with you. Metallica, I personally only owned it for like two, three weeks just because somebody was really <laughs> tempting me with Deadpool. But I will tell now that it's gone, a thousand percent. If I had a larger collection, the, the way that that game is structured and the rule set and the risk reward it is a very unique experience and it's done incredibly well. And um, I definitely think there's a time and place. And if you are the kind of person that really enjoys shooting for score and likes gambling, likes risk reward, I totally understand the people out there that have Metallica as their only pin. I get it if that's the way your brain works. But as somebody, I'm with you, I like to chase achievements in wizard modes. Mm -hmm. The game's just not structured that way for me. Awesome. Okay. So Guardians. So this is so this is a big turn. So you went from Iron Maiden. So the next one here is Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. Okay. I am a big role player. I yeah. I've 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 played D and I got into D and D in uh I don't know what year it was, two thousand one maybe, two thousand, uh, and started playing three point five. Uh and when four came out, I was there for the launch event. It was super fun. I'm I'm as dorky and geeky as they come. And uh and at this point, I was playing D&D 5.0 every single Sunday with a group of people. I think we, I played with that group for four years in nice. several different systems. And, D&D, and when I found out that a Dungeons & Dragons pinball machine existed, and it was as gorgeous and as amazing sounding as the Dungeons & Dragons from Bali in 1987, I'm like, I absolutely have to have this. Unfortunately... There were no Dungeons and Dragons for sale in the United States at the time that I realized they were available. So I put some feelers out there with the distributors that I had worked with. And then I started calling around and leaving my name and number with distributors all over the U.S. And I finally got a call back. Um, It took, I think, seven or eight months. And I finally got a call back from uh, a company out of Rochester, New York. They're like, hey, we just picked up a D&D. Uh, so-and-so saw that you had put your name down, that you were looking for one. Wow. We're going to clean this up. Are you interested? And I'm like, yes. And I'm like, you know, it's going to be a, it's going to be expensive to ship it. And I'm like, I just want D&D. Make it happen, please. That's amazing. So, so well, yeah. how was it? I've never played it. D&D is fun. It is a lot of fun. It's gorgeous. The sound is amazing. And for a game from the 80s, it actually does some really cool things and the big goal on that game is either is to go for score, uh, but in doing so, you kind of have it's not a wizard mode per se. It's just an accomplishment in the game, which is to hit the uh, the the not mega millions. Uh, 
something it's like it's the million point shot okay and it has a special name and that requires you to to lock a ball and that drops a ramp so that way you can hit the ramp and hit a drop target and you have nice. to hit three drop targets uh to open up that ramp so that way you can loop all the way around and then you get one shot to huh. hit it across the play field from the upper flipper uh, and go all the way up and around the 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 middle ramp. And if you do that, you get your your mega millions and it it chimes play and it's a like the game the, the game rewards you wonderfully if you can do that combination of things. Awesome. Awesome. And yeah. I thought D D was never gonna leave. That was my first time where I'm like, this is bolted to the floor. Huh. So what um, what happened? <laughs> I I hit I hit the the mega million shot four times in one game. Oh, and uh, and as much as I liked it, I realized that I started avoiding playing it in my collection because sure. it it just wasn't as much fun to play. And yeah. when you have that kind of cash that you're avoiding, yeah, uh, on the playfield, especially when when I had a collection at that point of I think four or five games, when it could be something else, I'm like, ah, if I can find someone to pick this up, and that was I think the one and only time I've ever made a profit on a pinball machine. Nice. Uh, sent that out to somebody in Ohio. Nice. No, I totally get it. Uh, when I had NBA Fast Break, I loved it. I thought, like, to be honest, NBA Fast Break is a great game. It's a very enjoyable game, but it is on the easier side. And I mm-hmm. realized there was one time I streamed it, and I think I got to, I collected a ring. I think I did it like two or three times in a stream. And it was the same thing. It was like, okay, I've gotten to the point where I can beat this game pretty reliably and as much as i enjoy it i just don't have the space or the money to afford keeping it when i'm actually not playing it that often so i totally get you but that's that's really interesting i will definitely give dnd a, a shot um uh, yeah that's 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 cool to hear um, the playfield artwork on it is is gorgeous that that alone uh I, I brought it to rocky mountain pinball showdown one year and i put my streaming gear on it and then uh, hung uh, like a 55-inch widescreen television sideways up above it. And we, we had a crowd at D&D almost at all times. That's awesome. Where people came in and played it and, and everybody loved it. So that's great. So I will definitely, next pinball show, I will definitely make sure I try to find one. Um, but you've moved to another game that I've owned and loved, The Shadow. What was, yeah, what's your take so, there? Zach... Many from straight down the middle kept saying that the shadow was his favorite game. Yeah. I'm like, all right, let's see what this is all about. Um, <laughs> I ended up picking up a shadow and, uh, and it's fun. Yeah. I, I, I really, in fact, the shadow that I had had been traded around Colorado a bunch. So when, uh, when uh, snow and Paul came back from Colorado pinball to pick up their Metallica and give me back Iron Maiden, they were flabbergasted to find that I had their shadow that they sold like two nice. years earlier. Um, it was a fun game. Yeah. Uh, made it to the, the, the wizard final mode battle. on that one. Yeah. Final battle and, uh, and had a lot of fun on it, made it to final battle several times on stream. And I was just like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. That's this fair. is an enjoyable game to play, but I keep making it to the, to the wizard mode. And I think I found out after I got rid of it that you can beat the wizard mode. Yes. Um, yeah. And I had never done that. So if at some point I owned a shadow in the future, I think that would be my goal would be to actually beat it. But it's also an older game and it kept breaking down on me. Whereas D&D, like I I had D&D and I had the shadow and both of those had issues repeatedly. Like the the upper play field kept severing its own cable 
no huh. matter how many ties I put in, it just, it moved around a lot. So the cable, like the solder kept coming out and I, I would re-solder it and I'm by no means a soldering expert, but sure. I had multiple people come in and solder it. And no matter what, it was just a whole bunch of little issues that kept popping up with the game. Yeah. I will get into that, but I, I'm with you. I've, the way I built my collection was basically buying and repairing older games. And now that I'm in modern games, there are definitely advantages to modern games over old games, just in reliability, consistency, maintenance, all that fun stuff. Yeah. But um, I'm with you. Shadow is a great game. I do not like I'm Zach mini sold me on the shadow. I think Zach mini has sold the shadow to a lot of people. And I don't, I, th I it's not snake oil. Like it's real. It really is a great game. It shoots well. It has some amazing mechs. The reason I got rid of it is it's hard. So that that alone, <laughs> you your skill level and mine are different, are definitely different. But to me, the the mode shot to get to final battle, you have to get you have to start and complete six modes. The yep. mode shot on mine is tight. And, it's so tight. Yep. And the con loop, if you hit that left orbit, it'll whip around on some. If you hold up the right flipper, you can the upper flipper, you can it'll just like roll. It in. just bounces right into that saucer, mine and that's how mine not. was. Mine <sighs> did not. And that's so frustrating. The fact that you couldn't do that made it really hard yeah but uh the diverters man bring those diverters those snappy snappy metal diverters those are incredible like, bring those back in a game at some point so that way i can control kind of where the ball goes i yes. i would love that yeah so when i heard initially that turtles premium had a diverter i was like well looks like i'm getting a premium until i saw what the diverter was and i saw that it wasn't a quick thing it was more of a decide before you shoot Mm -hmm. But I'm with you. If they bring those snappy diverters back in and the gun, the gun handle. Bring, so cool. Bring that back. That's yeah. so great. But all right. So Shadow. So you went from Shadow to another like beloved kind of like underrated. It's becoming now that I feel like now almost every pinball is growing enough that even the old games, the underrated ones are becoming <laughs> popular. But you went to Congo. Congo. Yes. Yeah. Now I loved Congo. Uh, that was, uh, what's also interesting is I decided at that point that I was going to figure out how to work on pinball machines. And I did that with Congo. It was, uh, uh, I upgraded it to LEDs nice. uh, myself. And that was a painful process. It, 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 I don't know that there is a game out there that has more lights than Congo. Uh, and I also ended up doing uh, pin blades on the side. I think I replaced the glass. I ended up doing some of the added lighting effects uh, under the, the volcano. Um, I'm trying to think of, of what, I, oh, I put in a whole bunch of trees and other fun stuff. Like I, nice. I went all out on Congo and I loved that game. And I found somebody locally who also really loved Congo and wanted my Congo. Uh, and I had made it to the, to the ultimately the, the wizard mode on that game a few times, which is the, uh, the final multi-ball after you spell, Shoot, I don't even remember how to get there anymore. But there's a, uh, I don't know. Oh, it's, I don't it's know once you game. get it's a hundred yeah. diamonds. I think once that's, you collect a yeah, hundred diamonds, that sounds right. Yeah. And at that point, I was getting to it frequently enough to where it became another high score game. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm like, you know what? That's fine. I found someone who's interested. I'm not going to lose too much on it. Let's get rid of it and switch things up. So Congo, did you still at this point have dialed in? No, I think I may. Now, this is where I'm. Uh, it's a little fuzzy. I I remember. S no, uh, at this point, I'm positive I sold dialed in. I think I had Congo, D and D, 
uh, Iron Maiden and maybe the Shadow all at the same time. Nice. So if we just real quick review, like Congo, you got to the main wizard mode. Shadow got to the main wizard mode. D and D same maiden wizard mode. Iron Maiden close, but it was enough. And not, yeah, I hated I hated not getting to that one. Okay, but Guardians of the Galaxy, you got not to the final, but the one right before it, sure, which is still good. You had swapped that for Metallica. Metallica, you got to the main wizard mode. Dialed yes. in. How close did you get? Nowhere I mean, close. Nowhere that, that was close. before I think I, I really understood the concept of of wizard modes. Sure. And I was just so focused on on high scores. I was using the modes as a way to to increase score mm-hmm. and try and hit three or four million points or something like that. That's fair. Like that was but, my. That's what that was. But that alone, I mean that that list. Uh, I mean, we got a pattern here. Like the game, once you hit that wizard mode, there's no real, like, that's when you start thinking, all right, what else is there? And, I, and yes. I, that's great. I mean, I'll tell you, I don't have that problem because I don't hit the wizard mode. <laughs> so, <laughs> but um, so Congo. So then you go from Congo. So you've been doing a lot, some older games, D&D Shadow Congo, and then boom, Deadpool Pro. Yes, I was so excited. I I love Deadpool. I love the comic books. The the movie at that point had been out and I was so happy they didn't do the movie because there was no way they were going to get Ryan Reynolds to do the voice. And at that point, Stern's voice actors were just awful. Mm -hmm. So I was excited. They got Brian Posen, who uh, had actually done uh, several of the Deadpool comics written. They, they got him to actually write the script for the, the, for the game itself. And they got the voice actor from the cartoon who did Deadpool to come in and do it. They, they did Deadpool right. And on top of that, I was realizing as I spent more time on location that I love George Gomez's layouts. Nice. I love the hidden shots he likes to put places. I just like, I like how his mind thinks. Yeah, um, he's good. Like he's kind of, it's like he's done this a while. <laughs> yeah right yeah <laughs> he's no. he's been around the block and 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 he's done it a few times yeah. and uh and deadpool uh that one took me a while to beat um i finally beat the uh the the th- the, the final battle so the the third the third wizard mode the mr uh, sinister yeah mr sinister then, yeah so yeah it's megala crackaladonis rex and then it's the clone multi-ball and finally battle mr sinister mm-hmm. and uh and that I, I just had made a decision. I'm like, I'm. I what I was doing is I was switching st- the games I stream every night, and I was streaming two to four times a week, and uh, and I realized I'm like, I, I think I need to just focus on Deadpool for a while. I think that's okay. what's going to help, and I think I did that for about a week. And on a Sunday, I wasn't planning on streaming. I decided, what the hell? I'm going to stream on a Sunday night and uh, and finally finally beat it and and beat Deadpool. And I actually sold it that night about 20 minutes after I beat it. <laughs> yeah. I put a note up on Pinside that I was interested. I got a message back almost immediately that uh, somebody could come down and pick it up the next day. Oh, wow. And you've had a few of those. We'll get to those. Where you <laughs> yeah, we'll get to them quick. But I, <laughs> but I think that's amazing because you just said, you just talked about how much you were excited about this theme and, and there was nothing wrong with Deadpool. Deadpool did it right, but you still, you got to the end. And yep. you got to the end, and even though you love the theme, you love what they did, you love the game, you you beat it. So boop, you're just like, it, there's no, and that's I'm not knocking that. I mean, there you can tell it doesn't seem like you have that emotional connection to the game. It's you know out the door. You know, uh, people like to make fun of me. I, I I don't I don't carry around a lot of baggage in general. I uh, I, I literally have one box that's up in the uh, in the attic that's labeled George's baggage, <laughs> and those are like the eight items I carry around from my childhood. So I don't 
I, I don't have a, the, a lot of, I'm not sentimental about many things. And as All much right. as I enjoyed the game, I realized that it'd be more fun to play something new. And of course, there's also the streaming side of things, just sure. rotating up yeah, and, yeah. and doing something new is fun. I'm totally with you. And I think I'm realizing, even in my own collection, that there are limitations. I mean, space and money. And so even though I have games that I absolutely love, is that potentially keeping me from enjoying the hobby more by being able to play more things? I, I get you. But I think that's that's interesting. And just to skip ahead here, Deadpool was gone, but Deadpool is actually back. You you own Deadpool again. Yes. So I picked up Deadpool uh, about a month ago, uh, trading for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. But why? 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 I mean, why? You already beat it. Why'd you want it back? Um, a couple different reasons. One... I wanted to beat it again, uh, just to to confirm, uh, you know, uh, again that, and, and it's also fun. Like I actually, I really miss the stick shot. I, I miss yeah. the feeling of hitting that katana lock shot. Like the yeah. Uh, yeah. ninja apocalypse combo is maybe the single most satisfying shot in pinball. Hmm. Um, but what's interesting is I ended up getting a pro. What I really wanted was a premium. Okay. Um, but I think Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is going to go down in value. Uh, and I had an opportunity to do a trade where I got TMNT while it was pretty close to what I, what I put into the game Sure. and grab a Deadpool with some cash on top. So, um, my thought is Deadpool has been out for a while. It's an amazing game. I will have no problem selling it in six months when a Deadpool premium or something like that comes out or whatever new but fancy that is thing plan. is that I want to trade. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm not, I, it, I, I would like to have a premium uh, I think Deadpool, because the uh, the the continuity that the that the flap on the on the left orbit to sure. the right flipper adds, mm-hmm. I I feel like that's that's noticeably missing in in the pro, and I'd like if if I was going to to bolt a Deadpool to the to the ground, I think that addition is worth it. And on top of that, the premium didn't hold its value anywhere near as well as the pro did. So it, looking at it from a, from a purely money standpoint, to mm-hmm. me, that, that doesn't seem like an awful upgrade. But, that, but you're talking again about bolting, bolting to the ground. I mean, is this, how, how has a game that you've beaten, and since, since you've gotten Deadpool Pro for the second time, you've beaten it again. Yes. But yet you're still considering upgrading it again and potentially bolting it to the ground. What, how, like what? It's, it's a great game. Like, uh, so I think you mentioned it was, how many, how many games did I send you on that list? Was that 30? 34. Yeah. 34 games. And there's right now, I think maybe three that I would, I would consider keeping and, and no matter how big my collection is, uh, I guess just trading out the other games less often. Sure. And I, I'm with you, by the way, because Deadpool, I've owned a Deadpool now a few weeks, is is it is what people say it is. Yeah. And it is, there are such satisfying shots in that game. And all I, all I can say is, yeah, give it a shot. If anybody has an opportunity to trade one of the machines or borrow a Deadpool or just if you want to commit and buy one, buy one. But I, I think we, yeah, I think you got two people here that would <laughs> two big old thumbs up for Deadpool. Deadpool's so, great, man. It it yeah. just pulls you in. the The artwork, uh, it's a zombie Yeti. 
yeah. they couldn't have picked anybody better. I feel like to do Deadpool, it's mm-hmm. it's outstanding. the 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 layout's great. The rules on it are really simple. And and all of us who grew up in the '90s playing fighter games, like that is, it's it it, it hits on everything in sure. my opinion. Yeah. So okay, so that's Deadpool. Now we're taking a big turn here. <laughs> a big turn. We're going from Deadpool, a game that you you beat, sold, bought back. Talking about bolting it to the floor. Number 10 was Flintstones. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the Flintstones is a, it, it, it's, it's an oddball. And I ended up getting the Flintstones in the next game in the list, uh, Demolition Man at the same time. Okay. Uh, I had played in a tournament and I played awful. And it, it, what sucks, oh, it was the Deadpool launch tournament uh, at Wonderland Brewing in, uh, in cl- just north of Denver. I don't remember. I think it's in like Lafayette or something like that. Uh, amazing location awesome beer and uh and a great pinball collection there it's actually owned by the same guy who does uh not pintastic it's the um it's the point based app uh i can't think about oh. it I can, uh the the app that that you you win points by playing games or meeting yeah. achievements on location yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. pin score no it's not pin score uh is it pin score no it's not pin score oh my god i can't believe i'm trying i know what it, you're talking about yeah. though yeah um, I'll, I'll have to find him on Facebook at some point, yeah. but, um, and it's owned by that guy. And, uh, and I got to play Flintstones in the tournament and I got my butt kicked, but Flintstones does a really weird thing. And the pinballers, uh, just picked it up and they streamed it today. And it was great to see it again where, uh, and that was once again, another pin designed by he who shall not be named where the, uh, the ball, when it comes down a ramp, uh, actually drops back down under the flippers goes around and drops down on the... So if you hit the right ramp, it drops down on the left flipper by going underneath the flippers and coming back up. Cool. And the first time it happened to me in the tournament, because I'd never played Flintstones before, I freaked. And I tried to flip a bunch. (laughs) Like, I I panic flipped. I panic flipped a lot. every It took like four or five times before I finally like, okay, the ball's not going to just drain down the middle when it's happening. It's fine. And, uh, And I liked it. The shot layout, everything was great. Um, so I ended up buying that game, uh, actually from Wonderland Brewing. He was interested in getting rid of it. The theme wasn't doing well. It had been clear coded, uh, with the cartoon artwork on the play field. Okay. Which is so much better than the movie artwork it was launched with. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and I was really, really enjoying it. It was a a fun game. So under, so you're this, I was just laughing. I mean, I have not played Flintstones, but it doesn't get much love out there. But you are no. you are saying no, it, it is good. It's it's a great game, I think. Honestly, like it's it's a really unique layout. The play field has so much going on. There's a lot of yellow on on the play field and the side art, but there's also a ton of mods out there to really kick it up a notch. Hmm. And then you can you can reskin the outside. You can put the playfield artwork down to make it a hundred percent cartoon. There's some really naughty artwork and translates yeah, out yeah. there if you want to take it to the next like X-rated level. Um, it has a really cool feature inside of it where you get to play pool, uh, not pool, uh, bowling. Bowling. Yeah. You actually play ten frames of bowling in the game, and you get to like a little mini wizard mode if you if you can if you can play it right. It. The game uh, is a lot of fun, but it's another on one. Flintstones, man. <laughs> Flintstone, I, 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 and I should like it. it yeah. It's a, it's a really enjoyable game. You throw a color DMD in it, you get all of the fun accoutrement, and 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 it, it's just awesome. Awesome. It's 
it's a really good game and uh and eventually you get to the point where it's just another high scoring opportunity it's one of the it's one of those 90s games where is there wizard mode i for the life of me feel like i have been there but i don't remember i think it has a was like a 90s style wizard mode where it's not that i think of it like the shadow okay right in fact, they both came out the same year. One's Bally, one's Williams. They're both 94. So I think it has one. I'm pretty sure I made it to that. I put up a pretty decent score. I think I'm in like the top 20 on Pindigo and realized I'm like, you know what? I'm I'm once again avoiding playing is, this. Is because... Pindigo the app what we were trying to think of? No, no. Sorry. Oh, I was like, did you just throw Pindigo that out there? Yeah. To, 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 to keep track of high scores, which is amazing. Yeah. And then there's the other app whose name I can't remember I know. right now. Okay. Sorry to bring it back up. No, yeah. no, no. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, it was another, at some point I started avoiding it and wanting to play Deadpool or anything at sure. Congo at the time more because I, I, I had been there. And okay. if you have money just sitting there yeah, yeah. in a game that you don't want to play, get rid of it. I totally get you. It's a, it's a weird, it's a weird thing owning machines, especially if you realize you're not playing them because then it's like, I have, that's a lot of money that's just sitting there. And right. if I'm not playing it, why is it here? Am I emotionally connected to it? Am I holding out for something or I, yeah, I totally get you. So, so that was pin number 10. So 11 demolition man. Yes. Okay. Amazing game. So much flow. Uh, it's actually one of my favorite movies from the, from the nineties. Uh, okay. I love that movie. I, after I got demolition man, I think I watched demolition man four or five times in a, in a three month <laughs> period. Uh, but it's another game where it it has, uh, I think, two wizard modes or three wizard modes that are very easily achievable. Okay. Uh, put up some really good scores on stream. I actually hit, I think, two two different wizard modes and and one game. And I'm like, you know what? I'm I'm done. If I can find somebody to to, to grab Demolition Man, and I did. I found somebody in uh, New Mexico, and I traded both Flintstones and Demolition Man for a premium Metallica. Nice. So yeah, Demo Man is a game. They're readily available around here too. Well, nothing's really readily available anymore, but there's a lot of them out there. And I, I have not put a ton of time onto it. I do think the the flipper handles are pretty slick. I mean, that's kind of unique. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, no, I, I know there's a lot of love out there. I don't, crap, I don't remember. Dennis Creasel, he either loves or hates Demolition Man. I don't. I think that goes for for most pins for I don't know. It's a strong stance. I remember it's one or the other. <laughs> I don't know, um, and I'm pretty sure Zach is the opposite of whatever of whatever Dennis was. But so demo man, so great. That's that's awesome. Um, next one, X Men Le Le. So is this Wolverine or uh, Magneto? Magneto. It was nice. the Magneto. It was gorgeous. Uh, I actually won. It won um, like pin. I took that one to Rocky Mountain Pinball Showdown, and I actually won a like best game and show uh, thing. It, it it had an actual uh, red um, ribbon <laughs> that oh, wow. they gave me. It was awesome. I had put in custom firmware. I worked with uh, Pin Sound or Pin Mix, uh, and come up with all different music to go with each of the modes, including I had. Uh, Man, I loved that mix. I was so disappointed when when I got rid of X Men Ellie because it's a gorgeous game. Um, but it was a Baby Shark uh, <laughs> I had in the game. What? But it was like a dubstep version of okay. Baby Shark when okay. when one of the bad guys came on, and I had a unique, fun song for every single one of them. And Pin Sound or Pin Mix, I can't remember the name, worked with me 
over like two months to get them all because it was like 18 or 20 different songs that had to go because there's a different song for all of the good guys and a different song yeah. for all of the bad guys and then your wizard modes and the problem with x-men is no matter how much i played it i never i, I could never get to any of the wizard modes really and like at some point i stopped playing it because i i it was frustrating like huh. i was i i stopped playing it because i couldn't get there and uh and and that was the and that was the first time where i found someone who was interested in it even though i wanted to get there uh i found someone who was who was interested in it before i actually did sure so so that it's in, i would not have guessed if you would have said all right here's a list of 15 pins which one of these beat george i mean i probably would have picked i probably would have picked out then i get that but I, I i understand why you didn't get there but the fact that x-men x you're i mean you sold it and you never you never got there does that does that keep you up at night does that bother no, you no no, no. Uh, at some point uh i i might go back and do and do the pro it's a really pretty game uh once again i love the artwork i grew up watching the x-men cartoons on oh, saturday man. morning the animated x-men is oh, so, so good. good yeah 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 i'm with you there um i will tell you when i was when i decided so initially i was collecting arcades and when i decided okay i, I want to get a pinball machine in my mind of course it's like you know once you get one you're done like you only need one so it's like <laughs> what's if i'm going to get one what's a theme that really is is my jam and at the time it was i was like so i was looking at turtles data east and you didn't have to look far to realize that game's garbage Yep. Um, Simpsons was one of them. Wait, uh, not the data East. You're talking no, about the, the pinball no. party. Yeah. Simpsons okay. pinball party. That was like a perfect, you know, everybody's just raves about how good that game is. The art, everything is really good. And then X-Men, X-Men was another game that I was like looking at. And then the last one was dark Knight. and dark Knight was in a similar vein of with Batman that it's like, that it had mixed reviews. So I was yep. really, I was really looking at, at Simpsons and X-Men and I ended up, having an opportunity to go Simpsons, but, um, but X-Men has always been one that I've thought about. And now that I have a turtles, you know, people compare things a lot. And, um, I don't know, I, maybe one day I'll own X-Men, but I'm with you. X-Men is definitely a theme that I like, but as my, the longer I play and the more that I play, believe it or not, theme means less and less to me. <laughs> and right. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, that's, I think you're, you're you're showing that just in the way that that you're you're rotating games. But with that said, I, I only want to talk about one more, and the reason being is we're only halfway. <laughs> we're only halfway, <laughs> and I definitely don't have any interest in just rushing through these. So I don't. I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but you want to come back <laughs> so and wrap this up on another episode? Yeah, yeah, that sounds great. Perfect. So let's just do one more, and I want to talk about. And I'm curious at what point in this when did tna when did tna it's your love it's my love when did tna enter into this equation uh so i think i got so i was number uh 473 i got total nuclear annihilation direct from spooky it was my first um purchase from spooky and uh and i was excited had you played I, it at a show or anything or just um Yes, I had played it. We had one temporarily at uh, Pinball Jones. Jones, it was in uh, one of the tournaments there. Okay, and you know, I had heard about it. I had seen it streamed, and it, and it was gorgeous. I love the music. I love synthwave. Um, yeah, the story of Scott 
and and uh, or as when I'm uh, apparently drinking a little bit too much, I call him Steve for some reason. <laughs> uh, the the story of Scott is just awesome. Yeah, uh, of somebody uh, and a homebrew and it getting picked up and and doing the and doing the the software, the the music and the layout, like just all of it. It it's it's the kind of ingenuity and hard work that that should be rewarded. And on top of that, it was rewarding. Yeah. It was. It, and and it's it's the one game where I, it hasn't left. Now, granted, I've only made it to the ninth reactor. I haven't beaten the ninth ninth reactor. And ask me again when I beat the ninth reactor if I'd get rid of the game. I right now I have no want to get rid of TNA. I love yeah. it. I love the the music. Even though there are some days that I would love to have the sound effects without the music, because I'm fairly certain I've put at least a thousand games on it, <laughs> and. Every once in a while, I just want to switch up the, the 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 music that I'm listening to while I'm playing. Sure, I still think that's the one game that might outlast every other game, and and so far it has. I, I haven't gotten rid of it, and I've never, uh, short of potentially when Fliptronic was offering up a really really good deal, and all I did was think about it. I yeah, I don't I don't think I could do it. Uh, I mean, I will tell you as somebody who has done it, who has sold TNA. I, it did not take long for me to immediately regret it. <laughs> like, right. I just, there's something, and I, and I say that I, I love TNA, but I, it's not the game that I play the most. Right. It's not. But every time I play it, every time I stream that game, it reminds me why I love that game. It's so and, fun. And when people are over, when people are over, that is the game that we play, period. You know, what what gets me is a I completely agree that is the game that helps you introduce pinball to people yes right the the rules are simple it it has amazing art the sound is top notch and then you can co op right yep. like after yep. you get said this is pinball hey now let's work together yep <laughs> that's amazing what gets me is is all of the things that I would use to describe games I don't like or situations like yep. TNA does all those things it all is chopping them. wood it all is, of yep. them and at no point. Have I walked away from TNA one day and it, and it's beat me up hard? Yeah. But I've never walked away saying I want to get rid of the game. I'm with I, you. Yep. I, I love it. I I owned a Simpsons, and the reason I sold Simpsons was every time I played it, I was playing it in the same manner. I was I was playing the same modes in the same order, and Simpsons, which some people say is like one of the deepest coded games ever, which has a gazillion ways to play it, which is probably right. If I owned it again, I would definitely diversify and try other different methods. But at the time I had watched the tunatorial by Mixer Tuna of Buffalo Pinball and he yep. shared how he played the game. And so that's how I tried to play the game. And so in my mind, I was like, I cannot do linear games. Like Guardians had become linear. Simpsons in my mind had become linear. I don't understand TNA. TNA is the definition of linear, but yet yep. I don't get, I don't know. I don't know how he did it. I don't know how Scott did it because it defies the logic of what I should or should not like in a game. And it, it's so good. You just add to, to everything you just said with the fact that it's about hacking yeah. and, and it has like a fun little storyline to it. Like I I'm in software today because of the movie hackers. Nice. And, and, and I, I played, uh, it's realistic, uh, and, right? 
the movie. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah that is what you realistic. do all day, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but like I, I got into Android Netrunner for similar reasons. Like it just, it, it, it has a theme and it, it has once again, all of the things, even though all of the things defy reason, it's, it, it's, it's just so perfect. It I really, I, it's, yeah, it's great. It's well done. And I will say when it was revealed, I watched the video and I was like, that looks dumb. And then <laughs> I saw people that were buying it. I was like, I don't understand it. And then there was a guy in hacks who bought it. And I was like, I just, why? Like what? I just didn't understand it. And then I played it at a bar. And the first time I played, it, I was like, eh. but then the moment I played co-op, it just blew my mind. I was yep. like, I can play this with people. And it just kept pulling me back and the music. And then I owned it. That was my only game because it's expensive. And I sold it because I thought I needed a deeper game. So I got Hobbit. Yep. Oh, I, wow. loved, I loved how, yeah, to go from TNA to Hobbit, it's like super linear is, focus to so much stuff. Yeah. And I loved Hobbit. I had Hobbit over a year, but what I, what, what killed me was when people came over, I didn't want to play Hobbit with people because I could play it really well and they couldn't. Yep. And it was overwhelming. So they weren't even enjoying it because they had no idea what to do. And I didn't want to play it with them because I didn't want them to stand around for 15 minutes while I played a ball. Yep. And that's what reminded me. I was like, I need TNA. TNA is the social game that I want. And yep. once I, once I get, yeah. Well, I've, uh, anybody that listens to this podcast is well aware of my love of TNA. I just need other people to reassure me that I'm not crazy because you are validated. Yeah. Perfect. All right. So we are at game. We've talked about 13 games, 13, I think. So we oh, will, wow. we'll have to pick this up. I'm loving this. The first cliffhanger I've ever had. <laughs> people are probably just dying to know what else has he had? Um, but I do think, I think you bring a really unique perspective here because I think a lot of people put pressure when they're thinking about getting into the hobby or getting games, they, they put a lot of pressure on that of like, I don't want to buy a bad game. And the reality is every, like the majority of pinball games out there are fun and you've bought and sold games. You've probably lost money, but not, I mean, not crazy amounts, right? I mean, it's not a ton. If you think about it, like it, 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 it as though you might have a game as a rental, uh, okay. And of course, it depends on the game. A I've rental had with some... a big deposit. Yeah, there <laughs> yeah, you go. Yeah. yeah, something like that. I mean, if you keep a game for six months, how much would you spend renting it? And I'll bet you it's a lot less than what you're going to lose selling a new inbox six months later. That's fair. And I, but that alone, that mentality is, I just hope people understand that. Like, don't worry so much. I mean, sure, every once in a while, there are a few new inbox games that their value does drop pretty quickly because of code or whatnot. But if you want to be safe and you want to wait six months or a year and pick up a game, there's a good chance down the road you're going to be able to flip that if you don't love it. And that's totally fine. But just dive in, you know, grab a game, grab a Flintstones <laughs> and and have a ball with it, you know. Um, so I don't know. That's great. But yeah, so we're about halfway. So, George, I'll have to I'll have to get you back on here because we're getting I mean, these are the these are the older titles. We're about to get to the new stuff that you've yes, you've burned through, which is pretty cool. But um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much all I've got. I don't know, George, if you've got anything you want to you want to plug or say, I mean, floor no, is thank all yours, you buddy. so much for having me on. This was a lot of fun. And yeah, looking forward to going through the rest of the collection. Yeah, I I absolutely I yeah, I think it'll be a lot of fun as well. Um. Just to wrap everything up, my name is Joel. This is just another pinball podcast. Uh, if, if there's anything I can do for you, feel free to email me at justanotherpinball at gmail.com. You can also find me on Facebook, Joel Engelberth, or find me on Twitch. Every Wednesday night, I stream from 10 to midnight. Every other Thursday night, I'm streaming now with Flipping Out. 
Um, so you can find me there, just another pinball stream. Um, George, you got a list of stuff you can rattle through. Yeah. Uh, so it's don't panic flip. You can go to twitch.tv slash don't panic flip, uh, Instagram. It's don't panic flip facebook.com slash don't panic flip. Uh, you can go to don't panic flip.com and hit up, uh, some of my photography and blog posts. And, uh, also there is the, uh, the discord, um, and there's probably more, but I can't think of any of it right now. Yeah. And just a little, we're more, we're just dropping cliffhangers all over here. I will, I will tell you, the Don't Panic Flip Discord is changing. Things are happening. Things are happening. So just wait and see because uh, it's it's some pretty cool, exciting things there. So yeah. once again, George, thank you not only for uh, supporting me in this hobby and, and encouraged me to get into this and dive into this more. I, I really thoroughly appreciate you and what you've done for me and just, just the hobby in general and the content you provide. But thank you for uh, being a part of this podcast. Yeah, thanks again for having me on. All right. Well, um, until next week, uh, or not next week, it'll be two weeks, but we'll get George back here. We'll finish up his list. Maybe we'll have an announcement or something with some game. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm expecting April to be pretty dry, but uh should be a good time. And uh, yeah, I'll talk to everybody later. See ya.